Hey everybody, I'm Grant. And I'm Eric, and you're listening to the Quacking Ducks Podcast, where each week we take turns picking a piece of media we like, making the other person experience it, and then we talk about it on this podcast. Grant, what did we talk about today? Today we talked about the National Geographic documentary, Free Solo. Just watched a movie, mm-hmm. uh, a documentary mm-hmm. uh, that I suggested mm-hmm. called Free Solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is about the first person to uh, free solo, meaning climb without a rope uh, up El Cap uh, in Yosemite, a 3,000 foot cliff. Uh, and this movie is about him. Alex Honnold. Yeah. You had not seen this before, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Came out pretty recently, like last year. Uh, yeah. So, I guess, what did you think? Uh, so, going into this, my familiarity with it was my dad had recommended it a bajillion times and really wanted me to watch it, and I didn't. Uh, and having watched it, I'm like, oh, I get why he likes it, and why he thinks it's really interesting. Uh, cause, you know, it's a documentary, so, like, what? It feels like half an hour of it is him doing the climb, and then most yeah. of it is, you know, his friends and his family and, and like, his preparations stuff. And I, I appreciate it as a story depicting that, like, with great endeavors or creative, you know, anything that that is, like, art by the Scott McCloud of de- definition of anything that's not in the seek of, like, your survival instincts mm-hmm. or procreation, it's like, yeah, that that's art. You can argue the how, how much of art it is or whatever, but, like, fine i i think that's a perfectly useful definition um so by that characteristic i would say the act of doing the free solo is an artistic endeavor that takes that is like a huge accomplishment but i think the thing that is interesting from that angle about this is depicting that that's like you know i i think it is a functional metaphor when you look at it it's like well to a layman you think the art just happens and the, and in part that's what makes it impressive is like you're like how the how the fuck could anybody do that it's like well technical skill planning luck like that it's the same answer to all 
like uh, any great artistic endeavor. So I think this story works as a, a metaphor or just an example of that in a really interesting way. Um, that being said, there's there are some elements of this that I don't. You know, like if we're if we're talking about the documentary as the the artistic endeavor of the documentarians, like I'm not sure how how to word these like in terms of art critique, but it's like, oh, I don't like this guy. <laughs> like I don't like the guy, and I don't like sometimes the way the story is told because the story is told about him. Like, I had a thought at one point where I was like, you know what might be a really interesting take that, like, would make the make the, doc- the documentary in of itself a more interesting film? It's like, what if one of the, ca- like, the cameraman is the protagonist in this? Because they're the one with a much more interesting emotional journey <laughs> through all this. Um you know, because especially the climax of the movie, like, I, I don't think it counts as a spoiler to say, like, he did it, you know? There mm-hmm. isn't a Disney Plus documentary where the guy just dies halfway through. Like, that's <laughs> not a thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting, the end, where it's like, and looking back at the different characters, who's like, okay, the main guy is like, oh, this was the best day of my life. Everyone else involved, every other character you met, who had who like that you know especially like the film crew and stuff they they're actively contributing to the creation of the art that is the documentary their experience is like i'm fucking glad this is over (laughs) you know because they're being put through the emotional trauma of am i gonna watch my friend die today or am i going to actively contribute to my friend's death through helping him train and support and stuff so, like, there's an element of, like, yeah, you did a really cool thing, and you got a lot of help from people who don't, they don't feel satisfaction from this accomplishment. Like, there, this is a, there is an element of collaborative lab- labor here, and the, the value of that accomplishment is not felt. That's interesting. Like, across yeah. the group in, a, in the so, same way, so, you know? So I do, uh, well, I, I think there's a couple things here. I think uh, it is interesting and, and I think can kind of speak as a, a metaphor for all uh, artistic uh, endeavors, like you said, where, like, you know, ostensibly, like, from the, from the concept of this, right, it's called Free Solo. The idea is, like, holy shit. This guy climbed a mountain alone yeah. without any rope or any help from anybody. And that's kind of like the setup of like when you right. hear about if, it. If, you're, but, if you have no technical knowledge right. about how this right. process but works, it sounds like he did document, it all by himself. Right. Which like obviously the documentary shows how even a, a uh, something that you would assume is a solo activity Actually, there's this massive support system that he yeah. has. I mean, know, the documenta- do documentary that, right? takes place over two years at, at right. a minimum. Right. So, like, I, you know, that's I think that is interesting in itself. Right. I do think that um, there's a couple of things here. I don't like I also don't think that I would personal personally be friends with Alex Honnold. I don't think that that sounds like a fun thing to do. Yeah. But, 
Uh, I think that can be said of a lot of people who do shit like the stuff that he does. Like, a lot of people who are driven that hard, you know, mm. do have a lot of problems, you know, with relationships and stuff. And so I think that's from that perspective, it's an interesting character study. The thing that you said about the documentary, though, like all of his other friends, how they obviously were like, you know, struggling through that day and just like, mm -hmm. oh, fuck, this is the worst ever. I can't do anything, but my friend might die. You know, like, obviously, that's a horrible situation to be in. And you're right. But here's the thing, though. All of them, at least all the ones, uh, all of them that we saw besides uh, his girlfriend, they were all in a different stage of the process of doing a different art piece than he was. Mm -hmm. His art piece was to do the climb. Their art piece was to make the documentary, and they're in the middle of it. So when you say that when it's done, like, they're not feeling as satisfied as he is, that's true that they're not, not satisfied by his well, art I would thing, say too, but so I would argue that by the time that they finished the documentary and won the Academy Award for it, that sure. they probably were pretty satisfied. Sure. I, I would say that, you know, that is, that is different than the story depicted in the film, because both... Um, you know, like the we just don't see. Yeah, the story isn't about the documentary that, being that made. Victory for them right. in the film. Right. The story is not but, about them making the documentary. The story right. is about him but making the climb. I would also say, like the the film depicts it as like you know, it, it, it's different than like um, you know, the like Tiger King to use just a, a relevant recent documentary thing where it's like, oh, you can. You can see at multiple points different um, how how there are different documentarians doing footage and how they have an agenda and and at least a level of excitement about like this is gonna make a great fucking movie like holy shit that's gonna be so cool that you know and you can argue is like is is this editing or is this the the actual dynamic of of the these people these real people in the uh, in the movie. That's not shown, and it's shown. They, it really makes it seem like it's like, oh, Alex chose to have this filmed, and is the dry interesting. Like, it's and, interesting. And, and the film crew is almost like, this. This is our profession, and we are his friends. And so, and he has asked us to do uh, a labor that we are extremely qualified to do. Maybe we're the only people even qualified to do this thing. So, like, heck yeah, we're doing it. But it never reads as like there's a director of this documentary separate that's that is doing something independent from what Alex's goal is. It seems like the way they portray it is like Alex has this goal of I'm gonna I'm gonna free solo this cliff, and also I would like that filmed. So okay, so you know two things. First, I disagree with that. That I don't. I didn't get that read when I first watched this, and then subsequently I know that that's not the case from watching behind-the-scenes stuff. So I'm just interested... I'm, right, I'm interested okay. No, 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 but, but I don't think it's presented that way in the film. So I, I, the way that I always read it, and, and like, in again, it's tough because this is not, you know, the, again, the focus of the film is not the making of the film. The focus of the film is him making the climb. It just kind of, like, is a side plot that there is a film being made and that that sort of right. like you know works with the thing, but uh, so 
uh, Jimmy Chin, uh, who is in the film at multiple times and listed as the filmmaker, like, he's the director of, uh, him and his, his wife are the director of the, uh, who, and the wife's not shown on the screen, but uh, but he's the director of, of the documentary. And right, like, I guess it, I, this I, is a personal takeaway, but I... I always the reality, kind of, but I because right. I can only go with what I saw. But like, right. I guess my point is, as, is that in the film they said, "Hey, this is the filmmaker." Sure, and they, like they, okay, I'll I'll use evidence to back up what I'm talking about of what's shown, not like not not counting the credits, but like within film. Um, yeah, no, no. When they showed uh, his name, it said Jimmy Chin, filmmaker. Sure, sure, but that's yeah. that's different than like. Showing a level of intentionality. Um, so, so what I mean by is like, so there, there's a cool scene where Alex is talking to another older gentleman who also does yeah. free solo climbing, and you can kind of a cool thing about it is it's one of the most like, oh, I can finally talk to someone who gets right. the way my brain works and the way I, totally. like, the way I care about the things I care about, which is cool. Um, but when they talk like. The the older gentleman's like oh like I would never I would never have a film crew mm-hmm. and the way Alex kind of responds to that is very like like I, I I would have to like roll the tape to find the exact lines but the way I remember his response was it, it came across very much as like it is my decision to have this film I I made that call it, it, you know we don't get the we don't get the the scene or the idea or any information of like oh, I, I talked to my friend who's a filmmaker about how I want to free solo, and then he asked me, hey, that's right. like a thing I would love to film. Can I film it? Like, that's a, a right. thing Again, that would it's not, create... Not story. Uh, yeah, yeah it, that, that's a thing that would, to me, as an audience member, uh, other than simple subtitles of, like, job descriptions, would actually say, like, oh, yes, there's, there's a, an art and a documentary about the art, and that aspect is removed and you so, we could say like oh that that could be on the editing floor so because guess, they didn't want to present themselves right. as a protagonist in the story so I'm curious i'm curious now so okay a couple things I, I he does you know they do talk a couple times throughout the movie in so much as it relates to you know just him doing it right like they talk about how he's like oh yeah like if i you know if i'm not feeling it i'll just go up and you know do it and like they talk about obviously he says you know, uh, yeah, I don't want to, you know, die in front of my friends. That's kind of fucked right. up or whatever. I'm curious now, now that I'm giving you the extra knowledge that it was the documentarians who were like, hey, we heard you're doing this because you're our friend and we're in the climbing world, but we heard you're going to do this. We want to film you. Does does that change anything about how you approach how, or feel about anything? in the- uh, No, but only because it's like the th- the thing I like. From from a the only thing I can appreciate is the film like that that is the like what I have to go on is the film as it was made and what it depicts and also like you telling me uh, like behind the scenes stuff does not change that's that's not powerful enough to dent my imp- me looking at those two layers of art um. Like if I was to think about this as a historian, it would like a, it definitely would, but that's just not how my brain approaches this thing because like 
by the inherent nature of like the thing I appreciate about this movie is it as a story, not as a as it's a I appreciate this as a story about an accomplishment far, far beyond the idea of just the accomplishment in of itself. Uh-huh. Because I that's I just don't care about right. that. The right. the the thing the only thing that makes this interesting, you know, if you like if I was, you know, at the beginning they taught they show some like interviews and news segments about like Oh, this is uh so and so. He climbed this rock, and I'm and uh, I, I at the beginning I I kind of was like, uh huh, yeah, that's simultaneously impressive, and also I'm sure it's one of those things where if I just understood it, I if I I think they do kind of speak to this in the movie a little bit, where it's like it's one of those things where if I understood it a little bit more. It would be less impressive, and if I understood it, understood it a lot more, it'd be even more impressive. And if I understood it completely, it would be not impressive. It would just be a physics problem at that point. Like the the like for me, I need the nuance, the human well, element for it to matter sure. at all. Um, I guess yeah. I guess I, I'm I'm just curious of like how, if it if like. Because we're treating it like it's its own separate thing, but like we just watched it, and I'm just giving you new knowledge. So like, I'm just curious if that well, does well, change my, your approach to it. I guess. In I guess the, speaking the thing now, because now you have knowledge, and you know, well, like, my my point was not limited to the the film crew and the documentary crew. They they're just um they're the only ones we get to see at the end for that kind of like side by side comparison. Right. Um, but you know, we also have multiple scenes of love. Like the fact that there are two yep. different independent scenes of a loved one talking about. Well, I had this entire this horrible fucked up nightmare mm-hmm. about this thing that Alex is doing. That that is kind of more the the like um, supporting infrastructure of my yeah. complaint that Alex did a really cool thing, and he I'm sure he feels really great. And his romantic partner is like, I'm really glad you didn't die. I don't think she is really glad that he did succeed the so like. It, well, she know. talks a little bit about that. That's an interesting thing to bring up because, like, yeah, obviously she's fucking terrified for her, you know, her partner, obviously, because it, he's doing a thing where he could, you know, very easily, you know, he could die. Like, obviously, <laughs> he's you know it's it's a he talks about limiting risk but like it's kind of inherently a risky thing and there's are like you know it's zero to a hundred in terms of the consequences so i understand it's one of those things where yeah like it, it makes sense that she's freaked out and stuff but she talks about how she also you know like just because she's feeling bad about it because it's stressful doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. She talks about, you know, she wants to support, like, she also wants him to do what he wants to do. A lot of that stands from the this conceit, this postulate that, like, oh, it's a thing that Alex says he needs to do, and therefore that, that is just that is relatively unquestioned in this movie and I can say, and like obviously that's not what the movie's about but I I think that's an important 
piece in terms of like um buy-in from the audience if not just like under having a level of understanding understanding and agreement because that's that's the linchpin of this if 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 you come at this being like you know i don't you know if if someone comes at this saying like i don't necessarily like given all the information that the film chooses to provide I am unconvinced that this is a that this is a like I need to do this and no obviously I, he doesn't need to do it and I think that that's but I think that's kind of the interesting like I I think that's point of, part of the point of it is like this documentary kind of like what we're talking about in multiple different ways it's it's a extreme magnified version of of a lot of artistic endeavors like a lot of the questions that are raised and a lot of the impact on other people that are presented in this documentary are also present in, you know, pretty much every other artistic right. endeavor. And that's what I think is interesting about it is, is like, where does that become a question of just scale? Well, I get or, the, the, you know, the or where thing does it... where that metaphor, I, or I guess I think the thing that is true about the metaphor in terms of the way people think about it, but I don't necessarily believe is true in reality, is this depicts it as kind of zero sum of like this is a thing that I I have a compulsion to do and like I think that that there can be an element of truth. I just I think that's a thing that would be more interesting to be explored because, you know, I think part of what rubs, you know, why I bring up like, okay, what are the kind of emotional casualties of mm -hmm. this endeavor that is spearheaded and credited to one person is that it does feel reminiscent of, of problems in the game industry where it's right. like that, that really hit home for me of like, oh, I hate this thing in my industry. And this right. movie reminds me of those things I hate. Mm -hmm. And the difference is like, at least within our industry, you know, to extend the metaphor, we have seen instances where you don't have to do it that way. Like, I, I can't help right. but I am totally. cur I am curious about and I and I don't I do not work in this field. I'm not part of this community, so I can't speak to what the solutions are. But is there a way that it's like, oh, you can accomplish this art and also like not be giving PTS to people a lot to other people along the way because if you're harming other people in the pursuit of your art, I do think you have to question the the like was it worth it? Totally, yeah. You know, I, I do like, think well, and also a lot of it, you know, um, a lot of uh, like the. I think it's a good metaphor, not just for art, but artists, because a lot of the way in which uh, Alex approaches stuff that we see in the documentary, like, I also see a lot of, uh, you know, relevant comparisons to his behavior and, uh, like, the behavior of people in the game industry that I know and compulsions that I feel myself that I have, that I choose to fight against because I am prioritizing different things than, mm -hmm. you know, like, but like, it, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, he talks multiple times about he's at a point where he 
has set priorities that, and that he's decided on. And uh, we see them change over the film, obviously, in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, um, their relationship growing and becoming more important part of his life and stuff. But it's still he still has this major priority on his climbing over anything else, obviously, in his mm-hmm. life. You know, his art is above everything else in his life. Um, and that's certainly, I think it's an interesting character study. And one of the reasons I like this one is to, to bring that kind of stuff up because that is such a easy compulsion to fall into, I think for artists Mm -hmm. and for people who, you know, like I've, I've felt that before and I've, I've personally reprioritized and, and, fought against it in my own life and it's difficult and I and I it's an interesting thing to see that uh, struggle a little bit obviously you know uh with with him he ended up going for you know like the big thing and it's I I definitely don't necessarily um uh, agree with like the kind of artistic concept that in order to make great art that there has to be some level of suffering that's kind mm-hmm. of a you know a, a a falsehood that is very prevalent and very common and and stuff uh in yeah. a lot of art circles and i think it is as well in in you know he's clearly made the the decision of like oh yeah there's gonna be like some emotional suffering or dealing with stuff or like when he talks about like you know, his uh his friend who dies and then like their wife, he's like, Oh, what what did she expect? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's that's like yeah, not that's how fucking people work. And I cannot like <laughs> right. I can understand that like, you know, people have different levels of understanding about how social systems function and emotional intelligence and stuff. So I, I think the thing I agree with is like Oh, I appreciate the character say, but then from a different angle, you know, kind of going, I, I've mentioned the like, oh, what's, if you're going to tell this story, what's the most interesting version of the story to tell? And I, I would say, like, the character study of this person would be fucking fascinating, but that's not this, this there's a little bit of that in this movie, but that's yeah, not the yeah. point, which is, you know, like, that's fine, they're, they're, their KPIs are different than what I would like. Um, but I did like I did pick up on that early where I was like, oh, the you know, part of part of me was kind of primed as to what kind of documentary this was gonna be just by its existence on Disney Plus. It's like, oh, if it was gonna be if it was gonna do anything edgy, it would be on Hulu, not Disney Plus. Like I understand those rules. Um but I also was like, oh most of like a really long portion at the beginning of the movie any information we're finding out about him is only depicted through interviews with him or lectures that he is doing. You know, that I, a shot that, that made me go like, oh, come on, was uh, they, he, they're talking about his high school experience, and then they have an establishing shot of the high school. I was like, I swear to God, if this is not them interviewing any high school teacher or high school professional that knew him from that age... I'm not going to be happy. And then it was, oh, this isn't his high school. This is him speaking at a high school. And it's still him continuing to be the only person who is telling his story. It's like, well, I get it. 
for the purposes of of the story they're telling, but like that is not the that is not a way to get a good understanding of who this person is by only and exclusively get getting their side of the story. That right, which they don't later. Do later but like, yeah, yeah. I think that's in the the period of time in the documentary of setting up his his view of what he is, you know, yeah. and how he approaches stuff. And then I think they expand further on that and, and they delve into some small things about like, you know, they scan his brain and stuff like that just to see what's like scientifically unique. But then they go in more into interviews with his, his girlfriend and, mm. you know, his other friends and stuff like that. Um, which I think, and that's why I think it is. And I think it is a character study. I think it's one of those things where it's, it's a a documentary about the pursuit of this art that he is making, but as a part of that, it is talking about who is this person that is well, making I guess, that art. That's I, I not. Guess I would say it's, it's not. not a, a, it's not a. It's not a documentary about who is this person, but that's a part of the story. Right. Of I guess I would say that like creation. It's not. It. If the only people you interview about a person are themselves, their family, and their loved ones and friends, the film will inherently already answer. Like, if you, you it is not capable of proposing questions like, "Is this a good person? Is what they do worth?" Yeah, you know, like those questions can't be brought up because obviously, all the people you're talking to, like. They are invested in this person. They they have come to the determination of like, oh yeah, I'm okay with this. I I like this person. I like spending time with them. So that is going to be like that is going to be what the movie says is the case. It doesn't it doesn't provide itself the space to um pose more interesting character study like questions. You know, there's no high school teacher that's like. Oh yeah, he was a little shithead. I actually hated that kid, you know, just to like I don't know that that inherently provides any extra value though of like whether people like him or not. Like I, that's that's such a well, specific I, cause like I, I mean because the, in- like, the question I'm proposing is uh is the harm he does to other people like like it does that is that justified by the nature of sure. his art, which is like well, if you're but, only asking uh, his friends and other people in that community and his family, it's like the answer. The movie has already determined that the answer is like. So I'm the, curious. The movie it, actually doesn't even think that that's a question worth bringing up. Well, but but who who I guess would he have the opportunity to hurt that like that is not the people that are close. To, like you know what I mean. Like that's the only people that he could affect. And you're right; they've all decided that that's worthwhile. I mean, but there's it, also this, like this movie could have easily had. You know his girlfriend leave him, but she just doesn't, and that's sure. but that's not their fault for not no no. Showing but I, I'm saying happen. at least like, pro, you, know. you know expanding outside that circle provides uh, an opportunity space. Like you know, I I'd be interested if there are um, biochemists that can speak further to the actual brain chemistry because sure yeah you know like or or you know even you know a lot of documentaries would do something like that where it's like oh this scientist has never fucking met this person but they have studied what the experience of doing this climb what kind of chemicals that allows to be triggered in the brain Mm -hmm. what are the long-term effects of that kind of thing like that's a thing that this movie and 
like I said, this movie's not about that. So it's kind of like, right. why exactly. isn't the circle a square? It's like, because it's a circle. Right. But that is like, oh, but I, I, I would find it a lot more aesthetically pleasing to look at a square right now. <laughs> that is yeah, I think though, this color. at that point, like, uh, it's tough. I think that that is a question that can be asked. I feel like that's a question that only comes up after watching this movie, though. Because I feel like right. if I didn't, I, I, I feel like if I didn't watch we, the movie, I, I wouldn't have this feeling. I, I don't. I don't think that that's the most interesting question that the movie could have asked. I think that's an interesting follow up after this movie. Yeah, or like I, guess, I think like, the most interesting question is like, "Holy fuck, this guy climbed a three thousand foot mountain! I want to find out how." Like that well, is I the most interesting question. I would say that's the most uh, commercially. Like, intelligent question and story to tell i i would agree with you like but i guess no but I, no, i'm saying like legitimately i don't think i like i think that the question that you're asking is interesting but it requires people being having a bad like you can't like if you just do that on some random person what's right. to I, make the, people care the, the, the only thing that makes it matter or interesting to people is if they know who the person is right and, and by, the thing i was gonna suggest was like you could do you know? like a mini series thing that right. allows you the space to do both because to me it, um <laughs> I, and i agree like and part of why i was like well that's definitely i agree that that's the most commercially intelligent way to do this is because to me i was like oh I mentioned this earlier. The moment the documentary starts, it's like, oh, this person did this thing. I was like, oh, I know what this is going to be. This is going to be a how did he do it? And the answer is going to be technical skill, collaboration, luck, emo you know, emotional mm -hmm. support or emotional uh, immaturity. Like, it's going to be one of those because it usually is like this. The structure of the like. A person did a incredible thing. Let's tell the story of that because I, I was thinking of I really like the um, I think it's Robert Zemeckis movie the um, the walk about the mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah like I like that movie and I know that like the movie is kind of a, a silly whimsical detached from reality depiction of the actual documentary that depicts the same event mm. but because of seeing it you know and it's it also reminds me of like uh the patrick h willems video about biopics how it's like it's weird how for the infinite complexity of a human life a biopic has the same exact fucking structure for every single one of them mm -hmm. um the the wire or the walk made me kind of think about like Oh, I don't even need to need to have seen many of these kinds of stories to understand how how you know the first installment, the basic uh, approachable version of the story, will be told. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why, to me, I was like, "Oh, this." Is, I don't think I. Yeah, I should use my eye statements. I don't think that is the interesting question or the interesting story because I, you know. If we're talking about like dramatic question and then the answer, it's like the answer. I figure out the answer in the first ten minutes because it's always the same answer. Sure, um, sure. I do think that is, that is a thing that is unique to me and other people who work, you know, around some like, of these. Uh, I feel spaces. like even then, though, I don't think that you'd be interested in the story unless you had some understanding of who this of what right. happened. That, you know I, what I mean? agree. Like, you still need. It's kind of a. It, there still is an element of like you need to structurally establish like. 
And, and I think you kind of this person get, as opposed to anybody else. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think this it's kind of a weird thing with documentaries where like the and it's kind of ironic, if not hypocritical, because I was like, oh, you know, talk about what is in the movie versus what do we know? And it's like, oh, just by the nature of the do- the documentary's existence, though, you know, he did it. You know, pretty much from the jump, even though the film does not tell you as such. Possibly. Um, I, I, I think there's a way for that to not be the case, but I would say that is not... I, it's not objectively definitely the norm one way or the other. I think by being like, oh, hey, you know, if you're like... Even, even the way you described the movie was not, oh, it's a man attempting to be the first person to free solo this cliff. You said it's about a man who did it. Like that's not right. considered a spoiler in this genre. Right. right. Um, so I do think there's an element where, like, you could do what the the film The Walk did, which is have the character very bizarrely and surreally tell you that they did it, and am now and are now going to tell you how they did it. Um, but I, I guess I just mean there are ways that you can establish, like, hey, this person you can establish that they did something really cool relatively quickly and early and then allow that to inform your interesting thesis um after you know secondary um, yeah i do think that there's okay so this kind of brings me up on another thing though i feel like there's a lot of work that is required in documentaries like this um that i still think you probably like i I I feel like it would still probably get in your way if you're trying to, to go past it. Like, so the, uh, there's a lot of work put into documentaries about the very specific achievements that goes, in, it's like fantasy world building where mm-hmm. they're not assuming that you know jack shit about climbing rocks. And so they have to present you know, or Yosemite or El Cap or, you know, any anything like that. And so one of the things that the movie has to do that I think this movie does very well is set those stakes and mm-hmm. make you understand ahead of time the difficulties that are, are you know, that are going to be approached and give you enough understanding to get why this is a really difficult thing um, so that later when he does it, it's a, it is a payoff. Uh, emotionally, yeah, um, I, I agree. If you're I if think... you were going to attempt to do the thing I want in a singular film, it would inherently not do the thing it does as well. You know, I, I just it, mean it would I don't know. Different... I, 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 yeah, I just mean like without presenting the stakes and the and the challenges well, which I think this movie does, and then without seeing that this person overcame them. I don't know that, like, I think that the movie that you're talking about sounds like an interesting movie for rock comedy people to watch, but I don't know that I would give a shit about it that much. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, or, or like, you know, it works when it's like a big celebrity, like when it's like, oh, it's Michael Jordan. It's like, oh, everybody knows who the fuck that is. Like, mm. you know, that's why that documentary series is interesting is because it's diving deeper right. into and, the and, personal and I, I you know, situations. And- I, I would still go back to like... You know, if you, if you just do a mini series structure, then you can do both 
well. Like essentially, what I right, want it gives is a, you more time I want an and actually more, good more story arcs. to this movie. That's re- right. really that's all I I would like because I as much as I think it would be cooler to do a really deep dive exploration, there are some lingering questions of like, hey, your friend who had nightmares about your like bloody fucking corpse riding up into his house. How's that guy doing? Mm. How's your, are are they still together? Like, yeah, I can Google these things, but yeah. then that's and, and that's kind of the the thing that makes it weird about a doc- I I can Google those things, but I can't give the documentary credit for the storytelling of the of that. You know, it just becomes a, th- a th- right. But it's also not again. That's that's not the story that it's trying to tell. Right. That's that's. That's told to the degree that it is affecting the main story that it is told. Right. You know, I, so. I, I understand that and accept it. It does not change that. It's like, oh, what, you know, like, because I'll, I'll rephrase it. If, if I was made to watch this movie outside the context of this podcast in its current structure, I would just find it rather boring. Like, mm. I think it's kind of interesting, but like I said, it is another example of a story I've seen before several times. So it's like, yep, it is. It's another one. It remind. It, it would be like um, early two thousand superhero movies where it's like, yep, they the the villain is tied to the origin story a little bit, and uh, they're gonna have two superhero fights. It's one mm-hmm. where the villain beats the crap out of them and they escape, and then later they'll fight the supervillain again. But it'll actually be like they'll actually win this time, like. You know, it has that element of like, yeah, I wouldn't watch it again because I I knew what happened before I watched the movie, and I definitely know what's going to happen now that I have watched the movie. Maybe it's just because I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's if you were thinking of other things that you wanted it to show, but I think one of the things that this movie also does super well, besides, and it's tied in with the the stakes building of you know uh, explaining the different pitches and the different mm-hmm. like uh, like monster off with and the the kick and the like all the different like checkpoints that they give us throughout his climb you know that they mm-hmm. explain and show how hard they are one of the other things i think this movie does so well is just purely from a cinematography level they deal with scale and like understanding the scale uh in a really really interesting and and effective way where they go from Hey, this person is a human being, but he's holding onto this really slippery rock, and the only thing that he has to hold on to is this fingernail with, you know, crack that we're mm-hmm. gonna zoom way in on or whatever. And it's like, okay, that's that sounds tough at, you know, any height. That that would be a shit fucking tough situation yeah. to be in, you know, just on my wall at home. But then they go from that and then they zoom out to like, oh, by the way, he's also uh, 2,500 feet up in the air and, mm-hmm. like, if he falls, he's dead. And, like, I, I think that that, that, um, selling that well is difficult. Scale is hard to read uh, at that, at especially the high, like, the big scale level. And I think that they did that really well with really good shots and really uh, good pacing of it. And I think that specifically during the 30-minute climbing sequence, one of the things that makes this um, this documentary is so good, I think, is that 
all the buildup leading up to the climbing sequence, and then the actual climbing sequence itself is shot in such a way that I found it, uh, and I know others have found it, very, very tension-inducing. And it's like, when you think about it, maybe you were maybe you were bored, but I know that a lot of people who watch it are, you know, on the edge of their seat, and it's mm-hmm. like, that, at least that aspect of it is done in a very impressive way where I feel like it's it's a really good education in pacing and build up and, and uh, understanding stakes so that when they're being paid off, it's like, oh, fuck it. Like, you know, like, yes, we know that he's probably not going to die and just fall to his death or something. Yeah. But even though you know that that's not how like it, that doesn't matter at all to how humans react in, in in situations if you press the right emotional button. So like right, I, you know, so it, I think it's I think it's interesting to if you just purely the filmmaking do- side of the documentary thing from that uh aspect and and that's one of the reasons I enjoy the the movie so much is that I think they do that really well and that 30 minutes of climbing is to me a really tightly like done segment like it, it mm-hmm. it's it's gripping and interesting to me I, I think it's it's done well and i i'll say that if you are someone who going into this movie would not know that the answer to the question of how did they do it was technical skill and knowledge support from others and luck then it it delivers the those answers see i don't think in a really that... in a in a way that like makes it it's you know it's not there's a big difference between saying that and like showing it, and they show it uh-huh. really well. Um, mm. I do want to push back on the idea of that knowing that he'll be fine does not change the the suspense because like it doesn't. It's not intrinsically will, but like it definitely can. Because I think you know to use the Hitchcock example, it is wildly different to show that there is a bomb under the the diner table and then to show that there's a bomb under the diner table and someone being like, oh, hey, that bomb is not going to go off. And it's like, oh. Well, but here's the thing, though. (laughs) No, no, no. But here's the thing, though. Uh, Like you said, like, in, you know, most, I'd say in a shit ton of movies, like, if you want to boil it down to that point, Mm -hmm. most movies, guess what? The bad guys probably aren't going to win. Yeah, but I, that doesn't matter because it like it still works on people emotionally to it's it's the see de- the the like the the tension of it. Yeah, it, it's the degree to which you're cognizant yeah. of that myth that that fiction, and I think the difference is like, um, you know, yeah, I, I reference superhero movies. The difference is it's like, well, that's not real, so technically anything could happen. Spider Man could grow bat wings from his head. And and then his head flies around like a little goblin ball, and that's how he stops screaming out. Like technically, anything could happen. And by with documentaries, that's different. Like something that, like whatever the answer is, it is a real answer from reality. In theory, outside of like someone really fucking with the editing and doing a weird documentary. Um, so like. I think that it, it's it is a fungible, scalable thing in a person of like, 
Yeah, we're, ta- I mean, we're talking about Magic Circle. Magic Circle Like, I think, and I think that that's one of those things where, like, again, maybe it's hyperbolic to say, yeah, it doesn't matter. My point is, is that if you're at the point where you're just not bought in, then it doesn't matter whether or not they will die anyway. So it doesn't, right. like, nothing is going to matter. Like, it, you know, but I think that, so I think it's fair to be like, oh, yeah, if you're bought in, which I think this movie does a good job of getting you bought in, mm-hmm. uh, then I think that in that case that it's a very, very effective, uh, like, tension-filled sequence. I, I agree that it does establish the stakes really well and, and ramps to a point where it's like, oh, you, I can, I can believe in a world where most people get to that point and in the front of their brain they forget that this has already happened and it's a movie that has is allowed to be on Disney Plus without right. uh, CGI hair covering up the buttholes. And, well, and, and, and just from a from a like filming perspective, like they do a lot of um, angles that really I think effectively, like I was saying, sell that scope and that scale and mm-hmm. and that kind of trigger that you know trigger the amygdala of everybody who's watching that isn't weird and doesn't have a weird like amygdala like Alex Honnold where mm-hmm. you know you show a picture of you know somebody teetering on the edge of a fucking giant cliff like that's inherently nerve wracking yeah. to a I, lot of, like most people like you know I, I think I would love to because I was thinking about Tiger King as well and thinking about how documentarians have to think about the magic circle problem because it is like okay i inherit i know better than i normally know that this is a real thing and therefore am more likely to invite my real life biases into it and stuff mm-hmm. so like with tiger king it's like oh it's a very entertaining show but also they're real people who are actually terrible people and like that's why some of the elements of like the joel McHale special really bother me because it's like Joel, you're acting like you're talking to the actors who play some of your, like, some villainous characters in a sitcom you really like. Like, no, they're real people. Like, all of these people are real people, and you should treat them as such. And uh, I mean, also just because Joel McHale is your sworn nemesis. Oh, God, I, right. I really don't like him. I have not liked a <laughs> single thing I've seen him in. Um, but, yeah, so it is an interesting space where I think I my buy-in to documentaries is inherently busted compared to a lot of people, because if I look at how Tiger, you know, I I enjoy Tiger King versus everyone else on the planet, there's an element of that, too, that... But yeah, it's interesting. It is an interesting thing, because I think filming a documentary is a different... invites a lot of different problems, and I've... I have not seen or heard or experienced, like, someone with expertise really speaking to those unique problems before. Um, sure. It's a, yeah. thing I'm, it's a thing I'm interested it, it, in, and I, I, did, I like it, being introspective yeah. about. I did go and look up a lot of, as many, like, behind-the-scenes kind of, like, or, like, interviews after the fact with the filmmakers about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is really interesting. Um, I do think that, uh, yeah, I guess my, my big thing is that I one of the things I think I that I like so much about um, 
biopics or documentaries uh, is that they are using a real world thing that, like you said, is all real world, but they still have to assume that most people have pretty much no knowledge on it, Mm -hmm. like, for the most part. And so because of that, it's a really interesting look at, like I said, how to do world building and how to catch people up on the stakes of things. And then to take that and to, to then shift it into, okay, now let's just do that for a magic system or, you know, a, a you know, a, a, a sci-fi world where this new technology is invented or whatever, where you have to do the, it's the same problem. You know, you have to introduce the stakes and, and like teach people how this thing works and do a lot of expositionary work, but then still make it compelling. And I mm-hmm. think that that's uh, right. a fun thing to yeah. The, to yeah, the, the unique to problem think about, is the like the I I'm more cognizant of how I see the world when I watch a documentary because we had a similar conversation to like lower stakes when we watched um Tim's Vermeer. Because my my opinion was like this is a really cool movie, except it's real, and all or like you know not except but an additional thought is this is a real thing, and this guy spent seemingly a lot of money on this project, mm-hmm. and just from the you know the like the politics of the time, which is very very recent memory of like hey there's no such thing as an ethical billionaire, so watching a rich person indulge in their passion project had has two elements of like this is a really cool art piece and I think it's fucking fascinating. And yet, should this exist as it does, because like where what is like what was what opportunities were not created like you know it with Tim's Ramir it's a lot more <sighs> nebulous and abstract. It's it's more just a conceptual thing. Where it's like, oh, you know, he's a rich guy, so I, I, ha- I am open to the idea that there's some skeletons in the closet, you know, kind of thing. Whereas yeah. with this, we see that, you know, the, the like, the the we see genuine emotional trauma on people, and then like we don't follow up on it, and it's like, oh man, I, I know that's not what the movie's about, but. I feel it, like it, it uh, well, I'm interested about this since you brought up the, the concept of, of handling wealth, uh, you know, in, a, in an ethical way. I'd argue that one of the things that we also are shown in the movie that we, is not followed up on is how Alex Honnold does seem like he handles his wealth pretty okay. Like, so ethically if you're talking well, about the the for- uh, nonprofit thing, I had a weird reaction to that, and it, it I will totally admit is mostly inspired by my own biases but the things i picked up on are he specifically only mentioned it when prompted by an adult in the room uh you know as when talking to about literally yeah no i know i'm I'm saying but like he is an adult he could he could mention his nonprofit unprompted uh and uh-huh. you know, as with almost all things depicted in the movie, uh, other than t- when speaking to other people about climbing, he speaks to it so passionless that I immediately was like, "Oh!" And, and maybe this is partly primed by watching uh, Saw 3D the other night too. But I was like, 
Oh, it's a thing his publicist said he should do because it's a good idea, and then he did it. I don't you know, know if he has a publicist, but I, I do don't think it, that, it, that's just uh, the way it felt, you know. Well, I, I when I think I think then I would recommend in that case, like I legit do think that this is a like you said at the beginning that this is a like a, a bias a filter that you brought in. Yes, I, I admit I that. I feel like you know. I, I think they, one of the other things that they make pretty clear is that obviously he's not a very uh, emotionally fluent person. Like mm. whether or not he's whether that you know you want to call it emotional intelligence, but that seems like he just doesn't understand. I don't know. He might be somewhat like it seems like there's a history in his family of uh, somewhere like his his father sounded like he had also a similar emotional issues. Like so, it's one of those things where it's like. Yeah, he didn't speak like super enthused or emotional about it, but I mean, not, like not everybody right. and, has and that ability. Or, Grant, don't, or don't forget you know. that that scene that scene actually is relatively early in the movie. It's it is well before we find out about we have that conversation about his father sure. and stuff. So there is an element of like, oh, later I see that he always talks about everything in life that right. isn't free soloing like this. Right, and right. I just am not. I was not in the film invited to revisit my feelings about that scene right. i just meant i'm revisiting i'm revisiting it right now is my right point. Was like, well, I, yes. I, so I'm that like, it, like yeah. in this current conversation i'm like yeah that's nice bill gates also donates a fuck ton of money which is really nice of him and also or you know or like let's look at a, a jeff bezos or elon musk yeah they have a bunch of donation things that they do and also are not I would not consider them moral people. So like I'm it, not I'm not saying that they are. I guess my point is that I'm pointing out that and you're agreeing to it, that you are coming at this from a very, very hardline cynical point of view on mm-hmm. that stuff. So yeah. I, I just wanna mention oh, that as yeah, like I that's totally not the fault of the documentary or anybody else that's you bring no, it, that it, perspective yeah. to it, you know. Yeah. It it is I could say that like, you know, I am open to while I do bring my biases into these things, I, I would like to believe that I'm open to being proven wrong yeah. when, or, or proven or, or just shown a different story. If that is what is shown to me, that scene is relatively like minor. And it, no, it no, is one of those point. things of like, like, my point was that like you talk about the emotion, like you, you're talking about the negative things that he does in terms of putting other people in emotional distress. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, yeah, but they also, you know, it's not like they just showed him in a in a great light of him working with other people because they also didn't. It's not like they ignored that and then focused on his nonprofit work. They both kind of are treated equally because they're not the story. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, the, 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 like, fair. like the, you know, I would say the uh, the emotional trauma towards his loved ones is more relevant to the immediate story because it is it is used to help uh underline the establishing of the stakes of like oh you know my friend who is a really seasoned climber he understands the risks to it to such an extent that he's having these nightmares mm-hmm. you know like i think that scene is one of the most important and interesting scenes because it's like you know any anyone can look at that and be like that looks terrifying you could die, and to we we kind of talked about this, where it's like different uh, levels of expertise in the hiking community react to right, that right. story very differently different because curves. it's like, yeah, 
yeah, because and like I like I said, it's like, oh, I just assume that through a high level of technical knowledge, it this is accomplishable. And and that is in part proven right, but there's an element of luck that play yeah, into it. They show him repeatedly trying to the fact that they show things that he had to accomplish on the hike with a rope earlier, and he's just fucking them up. Is like, oh, it pro- it yeah. does show that, like, oh, you can't just like this is a piece of it that you can't just practice into perfection. There's a like, you're either I gonna get it of, or you're yeah, not. I, kind I'm of curious because I do want to point out that you kind of seem like, oh yeah, it's just technical knowledge, but like, it's not. It's it's not just technical knowledge. It's actual, you know. Effort. Sorry, I, I when I say yeah, technical I mean, knowledge, I am encapsulating, or I'm intending to encapsulate the, uh, phy- you know, both the physical intelligence and the uh, like, the workout regimens he needs to do. The the like they mentioned his diet and stuff. I was like, oh, that's really interesting because he's clearly a very fit guy. And I was like, oh, I kind of wish there was more of that. I'm encapsulating the idea of like, um. If you pr- when I say technical intelligence or, or expertise, I, I just mean I'm, I'm quickly summarizing the idea of like if you practice at something a fuck ton and you know every single step of what you need to do to do the thing, you will be able to do the thing. And they're like, that's all I'm trying to say with that. Right. Where it's, that's it, not you the know, case in this situation, though. But that like. Because I, th- I the, that I helped only, him do it, but like you said, there's a there's an element of luck. There's an element of just also just there, there's you a know, mental, having um, the mental uh you know differences that he has right, the, which I think that's off, a, like, that is also a really interesting part of this movie and part of the problem space of like how, oh how did he accomplish this like how did he not get scared and stuff that is like it's tough. This is not a critique on the documentary because I don't think there is a right answer outside of the idea I mentioned earlier of like trying to interview other people who have relevant experience, not necessarily with this person, but with this sure. problem, because, you know, he he's not really eloquent enough to, to vocalize what he is feeling and thinking and going through. Right, right. So it is kind of left, left to, uh, like, some of his friends to try and decipher and mm-hmm. left to us to imagine a little bit. And maybe that's part of the appeal. It creates a, a an atmosphere of mystique of, like, you know, I even though I watched this guy do it, I and in theory I watched how he did it. I I can still say like, yeah, but I don't quite know because the mental part is so obfuscated. Right. Sure. Um, one thing that's really interesting, by the way, just wanted to throw it in here. Hmm. Uh, the guy that you're talking about, his friend that had the nightmare about him and stuff. Uh, so it's like a year, year and a half before this movie came out. There's a movie that came out about him <laughs> uh, climbing up El Cap in a very in a, different way with ropes but like a very very a much harder route and stuff mm-hmm. called the dawn wall it's really really interesting uh they mention it in the very beginning of the movie very briefly but um that is also a really fascinating uh uh documentary i think and, and it, it's it's kind of a good companion piece to this because it's like mm-hmm. it's about the same place about the same people that are in it you know like you know and in, in the same world and kind of like it's just a different achievement uh, that's this impressive would, thing would you suggest people a, watch that before this one because of the chronological order and uh, stuff i don't think it's necessary i watched it after and they're and they're about different things i think yeah. it's more just it's cool to like 
have the question of like, oh, that guy, like I, he was, you know, I was more curious about his mindset or whatever, yeah. or who he is. I, I, and it's like, I, I oh, this be, is like, a, it's like somebody made a deep dive on that guy. Yeah, like, you I, know, I might so it's be more interesting. interested in that because he, he is at least proves more capable of speaking through his yeah, he's thinking much more, a little bit yeah, more, yeah, which yeah, I, totally. I, I do think is the the thing I've or it's a thing I found lacking in the experience of watching this movie. Like I said, mm. you can't a documentarian can't create that right. thing. Like that's not how that works. But right. Uh, but yeah, I it is a movie that like I appreciated watching and then talking about it just now. If you just mm. made me watch it and we're like, and you're not allowed to say anything about it to anyone, <laughs> or I watched this on Disney Plus and I don't know anyone who watched this, so I can't talk to anyone about it, it would be a vast, a, a like much more underwhelming experience than the structure of watching it and then doing the podcast with you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Well, I think that will probably be it for us this week. Yeah. Uh, uh, we want to thank Brenna for our smart work, Dave for editing, giving us theme music. And if you want to comment, you can do so on SoundCloud. And uh, let us know how you pronounce the word documentary. Yeah, I can't say it right. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I've said it right once on this podcast, like ever. Yeah. All right. Cool.